I'm Jamalyn Stefan, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 30, Focus on You, Not Him. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamalyn Stefan. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 30 of the podcast. I hope this finds you all very well. I suspect that this podcast is airing late because I have been away and it takes time for all of the podcast hosts to get my recording. So I am sorry for the lateness of my podcast, but I hope that you'll enjoy it today. I am. Fortunately, unfortunately, I'm mixed. I'm mixed about being back into reality. The kids are slowly starting school this week. Our community does a staggered start, so certain grades go on certain days. So I think by Friday this week, all of my kids will be back in school. So that will be fun. I guess it's been a fantastic summer. I'm super sad to see it go and yet super happy for some normalcy. I don't know, schedule. I just need a little structure, I think. Okay, today I want to talk about why you should focus on you and not him, or you and not whatever other person you are in a relationship with. So here's what inspired this episode. I was talking with one of my clients as she was wrapping up her time working with me, and I asked her, what was one of the most important things that she had learned about her marriage over the time that we worked together? And what she said, I felt like was so insightful. Here's what she said. When I focus on working on myself, instead of trying to change and control my husband, I have way more positive impact on my marriage. And I want to just say that one more time. And I want you to really listen to what she's saying. When I focus on working on myself, Instead of trying to change and control my husband, I have way more positive impact on my marriage. Listen, it is really natural for us in our marriages or in other relationships that we are in, when we feel like things are not going the way we want them to go, to try and make the other person change. So maybe you have a child you feel like you have a strained relationship with because you feel like they're very disrespectful to you and they won't open up and be honest with you about what's going on in their life. Often our natural instinct in that circumstance is to do everything we can to make our child change their behavior. Because if they would just change, then we could have the relationship with them that we really want. So maybe we start to demand that they have to respect us. You must respect me. Or we sit them in a room with us and tell them, that no one's leaving until you tell me all that's going on with you in your life. And we will really push hard with all of this because we believe so deeply that we can't have a good relationship with them until they change. Here's what I see in marriages. I get clients who have all sorts of complaints about their husbands. And when I say that, I'm not saying that these aren't valid concerns. These are just the things that they will come to me with about their husband. Some of them will say, he's so demanding when it comes to sex, or he's actually not really sexually interested in me at all. He drinks too much. He doesn't do one thing around the house to help me. 
He spends too much time on his phone. He won't talk to me. He won't listen to me. He only thinks about himself. He has no motivation. He belittles me. Now again, it's not because I think these women are complainers. I know that there is so much validity to what is happening in their marriages. There really are men who can be very unkind about intimacy. And there really are husbands that will belittle their wives. And these women are really deeply hurt by what they are experiencing. And they come to me for coaching because they want their relationship with their husband to feel better. And when I meet with them for the first time, they tell me all the ways that their marriage would improve if their husband would just change. And they tell me all the ways that they have tried to make their husband change. All the demands they've made, all the tears they've cried, all the the fights they've had. Because if he would just change, then they could have the relationship they really want. This happens in other relationships as well. If my boss would stop micromanaging me, we would get along. If my mother-in-law would stop babying my husband, I would be happy for her to come over more. If my sister would stop criticizing my parenting, I might confide in her. When we have what we perceive to be a problem in a relationship, we tend to want to find how the other person is causing the problem because we're sure again that if they would change, everything would be better. Now, I don't want to totally disagree with this, okay? Because if we go back to the model that I taught you a long time ago, you remember that we have circumstances in our lives, right? These are the facts of our life. And then we have thoughts about those circumstances. Other people and how they act, those are circumstances in our life. They just are the facts. They're not good or bad, right or wrong. They just are what they are until we have a thought about them. That being said, There are certain circumstances that are easier for me to think positively about. When my husband is kind to me, it is easier for me to think loving thoughts about him compared to the times when he seems irritated with me. So I get why we want other people to change when our relationship with them feels strained or difficult. For most of us, it is easier for us to show up in those relationships really well when the other person is doing the same. But unfortunately, it's just not life. We are humans dealing with other humans, other imperfect people. So it is really natural for us to believe that we can't be happy or have a good relationship if the other person won't change. And then we're going to put all of our energy into trying to force them to change. But we don't actually have the power to change someone else. We really, really don't. I mean, it sometimes seems like maybe we do. Like, I remember in my early years of parenting, we lived far away from family. And so sometimes people would come to visit us for a whole weekend. They would be staying at our home. And I had an idea of how I wanted my house to look when company came, kind of how perfect I wanted it to be. And so I would start to rally my kids to clean up with me, but they were pretty young. So not completely capable of cleaning at the speed and efficiency and level that I wanted. Plus, I usually had a baby on my hip while we were frantically trying to get everything put away. And then the time is inching closer and closer to when our company's going to arrive and my stress is getting higher and higher. And I just knew that if my kids would just get moving faster and just do a little better job, we could get it all done. So inevitably, I would lose my mind. And I have so much regret about this because. I don't think this is ideal parenting at all, but I would start to yell at everybody to get going. And guess what? It worked. They would hustle. 
So it seemed to me that I did have the power to make people change to do what I wanted so that I could love them better. But in reality, I had just manipulated my children. I had just scared them into compliance. So don't kid yourself when you think you have the power to make other people change. It is a lie. No one changes without choosing it. And the truth is that the whole business of trying to make someone change is too exhausting. So if you are the wife or the daughter-in-law or the mother-in-law or the employee or the mother or the sister, here is my advice. If you want your relationship to change, focus on what you have the power to change. You. Stop putting all your energy into the futile efforts of changing others and change yourself. Like my client observed, when you focus on changing and controlling yourself, you have way more power for good in your relationships. I remember I had several clients all working through different struggles in their marriages, and they all had some very deep feelings about their husband's behaviors that they resented a lot. But because I wasn't coaching their husbands, I told them that we were going to have to put the focus onto them and stop spending our precious time focused on how their husband needed to change to make them happy. Now, these women were super fantastic because instead of telling me to stuff it and going elsewhere for help, they really accepted the challenge to look within. And they each started to make changes in the areas of their relationships that they could control. So... For some of them, it was removing themselves from situations that commonly would get really heated. For others, it was taking an honest look at how unfairly they'd been judging their husband, and they started to watch for the ways that he was actually a very good man. For some, it was just accepting their husband for who he was instead of who they thought he should be. Many of these women had to deliberately re-choose their husband as the man they wanted to spend the rest of their life with. And they had to own that they weren't trapped in these marriages, that they were choosing to stay in it. And then these women started to hold themselves more accountable in their relationships. They stopped making excuses for their own poor behavior just because their husband wasn't acting better. And I would ask them over and over again, who do you want to be? And I would require them to answer this question. And I would say to them, if your husband is going to behave this way, who do you want to be as his wife? The entire focus of their time with me was on them and becoming the kind of women and wives that they wanted to be. And then out of nowhere, it was so funny because three clients within one week shared this with me. I've been doing the work on myself. I've stopped trying to make my husband change, but he is changing. Did you know this would happen? Now, in truth, I knew from my own experience that when I had worked on changing myself, it seemed to put some kind of good, positive pressure on my husband unintentionally, and he began to change as well. As I required myself to mature and to act more in line with who I wanted to be, it seemed to force a maturing in him. So admittedly, I knew it was possible that the same thing would happen for my clients, but I had no idea that three of my clients who had begun around the same time would come back to me within a month of starting, telling me that as they changed, their husband was changing too. And I see this over and over again. If you want to change any relationship for the better, change yourself. I promise it works. And a huge reason it works is because you are focused on something you can control instead of pounding your head against a wall trying to get other people to change so you can feel better. 
You see, so often we are in cycles in our marriages or other relationships that we're in. So he says something, you react predictably, then he reacts to your reaction, and then you react and on and on it goes around and around and around. How do you stop a cycle? You eliminate part of it. You stop your side of it. I think of it like passing a ball between one another. The game of pass will never end if you both keep throwing the ball back and forth. But as soon as one of you lets the ball drop and doesn't pick it up to throw it back, the game is done. The cycle is broken. In the Book of Mormon, and for those of you who are not of my faith, this is one of our volumes of scripture that we study. There is a story of Lamanites, a group of people called the Lamanites, and there was a small group of Lamanites that became righteous and decided that they never wanted to kill anyone ever again. Because historically, the Lamanites had been very wicked, and they had started many wars, and they loved to kill and conquer people. So this little group of Lamanites decided that they were not going to go to war or kill anymore. And to show how serious they were, they buried their weapons deep in the earth. Well, some other Lamanites were angry at this little group of righteous Lamanites and decided that they were going to destroy them. So they came with their army to kill this little group of converted people. Now, the changed righteous Lamanites had no weapons. So they literally just bowed themselves down on the ground and allowed themselves to be killed. They didn't fight back at all. Well, pretty soon, the vengeful Lamanites stopped killing them. Their normal cycle of war had been stopped because the normal cycle of war was, we come after you. You defend yourselves. Now we feel very justified in fighting with you because you're fighting back. So I'm going to fight harder. Then you're going to fight harder. And on and on it goes. That was the cycle. But that cycle had been stopped because the people they had come to do battle with wouldn't give them battle. And now they couldn't justify their choices or their behavior anymore. The humility of the righteous Lamanites compelled the attackers to have to actually look at themselves and admit that they were murderers. And they didn't want to be murderers. They no longer were justified in their actions. They were no longer at war. They were just murdering. And so then those murderous Lamanites put down their weapons and joined the righteous Lamanites. And I love using this story as a way to illustrate how breaking a cycle can work. The good Lamanites didn't have to try to force the wicked ones to change. They simply changed themselves and it stopped the cycle and actually facilitated change in others. So again, if you want to see change in your marriage or in another relationship that you're struggling with, change yourself. This is why my client said that she had more power for good in her marriage when she just focused on herself. Because by changing herself, she changed the dynamic, the cycle of her marriage. And that was more effective and powerful than trying to make her husband change. Now, I do want to say that there are some situations where no matter how you show up as a wife or a mother or a daughter-in-law, the other person is not going to change. This happens. But here is why it is still worth doing the work on yourself. For one, you have the peace of knowing that you are giving your best self to that relationship. You get that assurance that comes when you know you are acting with integrity. And it feels so good to know that you're deliberately choosing who you want to be and being that person. You aren't a victim to that other person anymore, and you're not going to act like a victim or like someone who has no choices. And that feels good and liberating. So even if the other person in the relationship doesn't change, you can know that you are being the person you want to be. 
And also, when you're allowing them to be them and you're doing your best to be your best self, you're in a much cleaner place mentally to decide if you want to continue the relationship or not. You don't have to end the relationship because you feel bitter and angry and abused and mistreated. You could just simply look and decide whether it is loving you and loving them to continue the relationship. Or even if you don't choose to completely end the relationship, when you're focused on you and what you can control, it is a better place to be if you want to set up some boundaries or redefine the relationship in some way. Maybe you don't want to completely cut your mother-in-law out of your life because that's going to have a negative impact on your husband and your children that you don't really want and you're unwilling to make that sacrifice. But maybe you do want to set some boundaries with her that will allow her to be her while you're still taking care of yourself. So go back to episode 27, I think, yes, to learn more about boundaries. I also have to say that there are some relationships that are just downright abusive. If you are in a physically, mentally, emotionally, or sexually abusive relationship, you by no means need to stay in that relationship. Now, I have coached some women who I would say are being emotionally abused, and they have been willing to do this work at the same time as they set boundaries in their marriage. The idea with focusing on yourself isn't me trying to say to you, hey, let somebody be super cruel and abusive to you and just focus on who you want to be. I am not advocating for a lay down and die type of experience. If you are in an abusive relationship, get some help and get out if you can. But if you are listening to this and you can see how you get caught in the trap of wanting to make other people change so that you can change your relationship, let me give you some tips on how to make the shift to what you can control. First, you have to recognize when you want other people to change so you can feel better. Just start watching for this. If you're struggling in a certain relationship, watch for what's being said in your head. Watch for the dialogue you're having in your head about the other person. Are you saying things like, if he would just, or she always does this and that's why I do that. Start to listen to the ways that you think they are the problem or the ways you think that they should change to make everything better. Okay, so that's the first step is just recognizing how you want other people to change. Number two, own it. Be honest about the fact that you want others to change instead of changing yourself. There is absolutely no shame in this because this is how our human brain works. It's the most natural thing in the world. When we are too cold, we turn up the thermostat so we can feel better. When we're hungry, we go get food so we can feel better. When we're irritated with someone, we tell them to be different so we can feel better. Just own it. You cannot get traction for changing yourself without first admitting that you have something to change. So just own the fact that, yep, I want other people to change so I can feel better. And I know that doesn't work very well. The third thing to do is to commit to keeping the focus on yourself. Like really commit to it. This doesn't mean that you can never make a request of your spouse or your child or your sister-in-law. It's okay to ask your husband to help put the kids to bed. You may not comply, but ask. And it's okay to ask your sister-in-law to speak kinder to your children. Again, she may not comply, but go ahead and ask. But only do it if you can keep the focus of change on you. You can make requests without demanding that they change or without trying to make them change. The fourth thing to do is ask yourself a few questions and force yourself to answer them. So questions like, what do I want them to change? What is it I think they need to change? 
is it possible that that is something I need to change as well? Or how am I behaving in a way that makes this relationship difficult? Or how am I unaccepting of who they are? Or you could ask, no matter how they behave, who do I want to be in this relationship? Take the time to answer these questions. If you are somebody who prays, take these questions to your prayers and trust that your loving Father in Heaven will help you see yourself more clearly and where you can make needed changes. And then the last thing I'll tell you to do is to practice and fail and try again. You have to be willing to do this badly if you ever hope to get good at it. Remember, you are often in cycles with people and these cycles come very naturally. You may react before you even have time to remember that you are focusing on you, not them. And that's okay. Be willing to do this badly until you become really, really good at it. Listen, it is natural for us to want others to change so we can feel good. But the only reason that we don't feel good is because of what we are thinking about the other person. When we stop putting all our thinking into what is wrong with them, and start looking inwards, then we can actually get some momentum and start to see some changes in our relationship. Admittedly, I have had to really work at this, especially in my marriage. It has been so easy for me to look at my husband and want him to make changes so that our marriage could be better. Every once in a while, I find myself back in that trap. I fail a bit. Usually, I realize I'm focused on the wrong thing, like trying to change him, when my frustration gets really high. Because my marriage is way less frustrating when I'm actually focused on just changing myself compared to when I'm focused on trying to change him. So when I see that frustration getting high and I realize, oh, I'm focused on trying to change him, I just refocus on myself, ask myself, how am I contributing to the problem? Ask myself who I want to be in the situation. And then I start to actually get some momentum for change with way less frustration. I'm not saying this will be easy. It isn't our natural inclination. But I promise if you will focus on yourself, you will have a much higher power for good in your relationships, much higher chance for positive changes. And it is so much less frustrating. Give it a try. I promise it will pay off. If you are somebody who is just not sure how to even do this, or you're worried that you can't see yourself clearly enough to know what changes you could make, Or maybe you just feel like there is so much resentment that you can't even take this step. Reach out to me. I have helped so many women with this work of learning to put the focus back on themselves, even when they have so much resentment for their husbands. I have done the work myself, and I want to help you do this and succeed. Click on the link in the show notes or go to jamelandstefan.com and click on the free 25-minute session button. Book a time to meet with me. It's only 25 minutes, and in that time, I can help you get started on this journey. Plus, we can see if you would be a good fit for my marriage and intimacy program. But no matter what, you will leave that 25 minutes with some good help to start you on your way. And that is really my main goal, is to help as many women as possible have the marriages and the relationships that they really want. Welcome to September, friends. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com, or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.com.